Welcome to Bitrate. Oh wait, do I say welcome to Bitrate? No, we just we just go because there's a robot that, that introduces yeah, the show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I already forgot the show. <laughs> well, that's going in. <laughs> I'm Brendan with Podcast Advocate. I'm Mark with Podient. <laughs> and with us today is Ariel Nissenblatt from the Earbuds Podcast Collective. Thank you so much, Ariel, for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here this early on the West Coast. Yes, thanks for recording early with us. Uh, so I was thinking that we could talk about... Um, live in-person podcast type events, whether it's listening together or recording them or talking about them. Um, I, a lot of people have been talking lately about, um, about that kind of scene and, uh, it's just kind of sparked some curiosity in me. Ariel, like you are hosting, uh, uh, tell us about like you have a, a live event coming up and, and you host them, occasionally uh tell us a little bit about that and like what what you do so i run earbuds podcast collective which i bill as a listening movement and what does that mean um i make it up as i go along which is fun uh we send a weekly email with a theme and five podcast episodes on that theme and each week is curated by a different person and the idea behind that is to listen to podcasts that are outside of our normal realm of thinking it's to get ourselves thinking about things that, you know, we're not used to thinking about. And maybe that's something that's like politically completely opposite from what we like to hear. Or maybe that's just listening to something about science when we don't think of ourselves as a science minded Mm -hmm. person. Um, So it's all about opening your ears and listening to stories and listening to just content because there's so much out there. Um, And then Further than that, I wanted to figure out a way to actually learn about listening. Uh You know, what does it mean to really shut off your brain when somebody else is talking and really let them talk as opposed to waiting to insert your own piece? Um, I had a friend last night who was complaining to me that he didn't like how he did in the softball game. And I... I had actually just listened to a podcast about how we are so, we're so ready to insert ourselves into conversations mm-hmm. but you know so my 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 instinct was to say oh it wasn't that bad you were fine oh right? yeah oh yeah but i just learned in this podcast that you're supposed to in order to be a quote unquote good listener one thing that you could do instead is say you know how how does that make you feel you know without trying to get to therapist life but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm just learning all these new tactics about listening and then taking that to a stage is interesting too so um what i do for earbuds podcast collective is we have a live show this is going to be our third one um and we have five storytellers who tell a five to seven minute piece on the theme of listening and they can interpret that however they want and some some do it very strictly some have more loose uh interpretations of the term and it's just a way to get people in the same room listening what you were saying actually um brings to mind um about sort of the the right kind of listening and i know there is a there is a term for it uh and my my mind is just blanked but active i yes i think that is that's probably exactly what i was going for um there was a, a lovely bit in in parks and rec a while ago um in which um one of the the main characters 
was going out with another and every time she had a rubbish day he would try and make the day better whereas all she actually wanted was for him to say oh that sucks Mm -hmm. and and sometimes that is what you need you actually want someone to go yeah i i hear what you're saying i'm not going to try and rail against that because i think that's what you want to hear i'm just going to say ah that that sucks and and either let people talk about it or you know let that be the conversation that, that that's just been had and move on to something else instead of like you were saying that sort of knee jerk thing of no 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 you know you said this or, mm-hmm. you know it wasn't that bad it was this or you know whatever and i i, I think right. I, I like that approach <laughs> i'm so bad at that <laughs> i always want to comfort <laughs> yeah right apparently apparently there are a few ways to be there are six ways to be bad at listening and i should figure out whoa <laughs> Let me, there are six ways to um, be mediocre at listening is more how it is. It's like you think you're listening and you think you're being a good listener, but you're not actually being a good listener. So let me. What type of listener are you when anytime anyone references something, you're on your keyboard (laughs) because you're trying to find a link to put into the show notes? Does that, is that one of the six? I'd put that as um, distracted. You're a distracted listener. Yes. I think, uh, yes. This guy named Graham High who goes around, um, he went around the country last year. He filmed um, himself uh, just talking with people who are outside of his demographic and just like kind of sitting there and listening, really giving um, other people the spotlight. So this is his uh, episode with Dr. Kelsey Crow, who's an empathy expert and co-author of There Is No Good Card for This. So um, Dr. Kelsey Crow was talking about, um, you know, that we think we're a good listener when we um, when we try to be optimistic. Oh, it's not that bad. We think we're a good listener when um, when we try to offer sage advice. Oh, there's something we can learn from this. And she offered a few others like that. But really, um, if you really want to be a listener, a straight up listener, the best thing to do is just like shut up, look. Show that you're actively listening by nodding along and really meaning it. And then, um, you know, just letting your um, letting your friend or person that you're talking to feel what they want to feel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you were saying earlier about um, hearing from your friend about the baseball game and you're like, oh, I just heard a podcast about that. Yeah. Uh, or or just, heard, just heard a podcast about X. <laughs> I have had constantly like that that is like a, a running um uh program in the back of my head that's yeah. just constantly like oh i uh, you know wh- whatever interaction I, I i think oh i just heard a podcast about that and uh and it, it's it's great because i get all this extra uh knowledge and experience and and perspective and everything but it's also obviously distracting and not <laughs> allowing me to be in the moment and listening as well as I could be. I think it's it's bad form for a podcast, but silence is a big part of that. And it's one of the things that I've started to do more and more as I do more collaborative podcasts. I mean, every uh, virtually every show I do now is, is collaborative. And a lot of the time I'm now more willing when someone's finished speaking to not say anything and just wait for a few seconds because uh, and it's it's something i i've picked up from a, a podcast called the comedian's comedian and it's um it's interviews with comedians they're not necessarily funny and they're often um introspective and and quite interesting and one of his techniques is when someone says something that it might be more interesting to explore rather than you know delving into that himself he will just not say anything and let them carry on and that in itself can be 
intimidating if you're on the other side of it but it's i think it's also quite powerful so do either of you go to live podcast events like uh just to to go listen to uh people perform a podcast and record it or um, like a, a listening party where you would all gather together and, and listen to a podcast together. I have been to a handful of live podcast recordings that then become, you know, welcome to our live show um, mm-hmm, on the podcast mm-hmm. feed. And then I've been to a few um, podcast conferences, conventions, however you want to call it. And then my dream is to create some sort of event, but you know, without calling an event where you get together with friends and actually just listen. But um, I've debated the possibility of this with many friends. So in Los Angeles, it's awesome. Oh, I bet. So many podcasts come through, so many um, love beloved speakers. Um, so uh, Radiotopia Live came through last year, and I saw nice. Memory Palace, uh, 99% Invisible, uh, Helen Zaltzman was there. And um, a few other people. And, oh, uh, Leah Tao was there with, um, what was her show? That is... Strangers. Still going, but no longer. Yes, Strangers. So that was yeah. that was really lovely. Um, and, you know, they do a great job of figuring out a way to make it also visual for the people who um, are unable to just sit and listen, which is probably most of us... Um, <laughs> and me too. <laughs> it's a nice idea that I can just sit and close my eyes and listen, but who knows? It's always nice to have a visual. Um, yeah. So that those were really great. They make them really cinematic, beautiful, artistic experiences. Um, and there, there being like at least 500 people there, it's really an awesome experience of just people who love podcasts and love Radiotopia. Um, yeah. I've also seen... Um, I saw Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, which is really just the taping of an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting to see what happens when um, the raw audio is created and then how it's distilled down to the final product that we hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just say Alec Baldwin talks for a long time. <laughs> and they, de- <laughs> they definitely cut that down. <laughs> yeah, I've been to, uh, I think the only podcast event really I've been to 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 hear a podcast would be PodCon. And I went to like a couple of the different events that had um, live podcast recordings and eh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, it, I, I, I much, I mean, I was there to be as, as more of a producer than as a fanatic and, and, and listener. So I wasn't, you know, in that mindset as much, but I, uh, I I like I like my method of listening. Not not just that I listen at crazy high speeds, but just that I can listen whenever I want to, and yeah. I can do it while I'm doing something else. And it's more of an experience for me that way. Like live podcast recordings. I mean, the the listening to the live podcast recording later, I love, but yeah. um, being there at the, in the in the moment is. Um, it doesn't really do anything for me. How about for you, Mark? The the only ones I've done were at Dragon Con in 2015. Uh, the, certainly mm. the ones that I can remember anyway. Uh, I don't think I've done much because there, there's not a lot here. Uh, and we may get on to uh, my remedy for that yeah. uh, a, a little bit later. But um, 
uh, Dragon Con, I saw certainly the two that stand out were the Daily Tech News show, um, which was oh, which nice. was really cool because uh, I I got to you know have a question asked um, and then got to meet Tom Merritt afterwards and he was gentleman and now we exchange occasional emails. Um, it's not that he writes to me, but I will write to him and he'll write back. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, it's sort of actually putting your hand up in the room and asking a question, and and, and that kind of stuff's really cool. Uh, but that was kind of you know, like he he knows like that show is on rails, and he you know he he sort of yeah. goes through the topics really well, and and so there's little difference between that kind of show and what he would do usually every day over Google Hangouts. Um, the next day, I saw Night Attack, which is. Um, sort of adjacent to to that show in that there's there's some shared uh collaborators uh, yeah um yeah and that was very different and i think i i subsequently listened to that show live uh, or li- listened to it back and they their live shows they they are quite visual and they have mm. games and they do bits and things like that and they i mean they had a dance competition and all sorts of stuff that i think when you come and, and listen back to them they're they're a bit strange to listen to but um they yeah they were th- that was a raucous fun i think is it's the best way to oh in fact another one that i saw which was a, a sort of a culmination of another show um was i saw a guy's wedding on a podcast Here's my thing. I would love to be able to come home and plop down on the couch after a long day and listen to a podcast with my roomies as opposed to a TV show. Um, And a few, like a year ago, when I was a little bit less entrenched in the podcast listening scene, I was adamant that this would be the next thing to happen. I just didn't understand how it wasn't. Um, And now, you know, I understand a little bit more. I think there's, I think it's a discoverability thing. Most people are not aware of podcasts. And if more people were aware of podcasts, um, it would be more all encompassing. And my roommates who know what podcasts are, but aren't, some of them have it in their daily um, routine, some don't. Um, I think when it becomes something that's more on everyone's radar, that's when when the new serial comes out, we have to listen to it, no matter what. So I think that's that's what it is, and that's the job of um, content creators to not fix but create for. If that makes sense. I, I think a lot of it also has to do with the way people enjoy listening to podcasts, yeah. and that it. It's not yet a communal experience because it um, it has it started out so individualized. You know where you know is since video and TV and and that is all a visual medium uh, and and it's video and audio and it's out loud. Mm-hmm. It's easier for that. It's the norm that multiple people would be around in the same area. Whereas, um, at least for me, you know, podcasts have always been a mobile thing and so yeah. it's always been a thing where i've had headphones plugged in and it's not i'm not playing it out loud and you're moving yeah, yeah yeah exactly so the only time that i ever listened to podcasts with other people uh which is super rare it would be on a road trip with my wife like mm-hmm. we would queue up well i'd have her queue up <laughs> the list of podcasts that she'd want to listen to because i'm listening to all the, the weird ones that i want to listen to all the time and um and and that's a really fun experience and then we can you know 
stop at the end of it or pause it in the mid, mid to talk about it. Um, but there is never a time like just at home where we just sit and listen to a podcast. And I would love to do that, but I would, I could also see um, different people having different attention spans yeah. and tolerances for long periods of sitting and just listening. Cause I could just sit and listen to an album as well and just close my eyes and absorb it. But I know others close to me are not the same way. Yeah. The, the way you just described your experience makes me think maybe, maybe we should never go towards <laughs> not in a negative way, but maybe podcasts mm-hmm. really are meant to be solitary. Yeah. I don't know because I, I think of, um, radio before TV well actually mm, even yeah. even when TV was still a thing people would still yeah. gather around the, gather around yeah. the wireless yeah um, and, and some of the old radio comedies that I used to listen to that they were gone and dead before I discovered them uh, these are things from the, the late 60s early 70s mm-hmm. uh, in, in the UK they were event to listen um, programs and people would you know, shh, it's on, it's on, and, and gather around and, and sit and, and listen to the entire show for half an hour. Um, yeah. You know, that that would just be that the family would, would gather and, and do that. And so I think mm-hmm. as much as it's not necessarily something I, I could think, uh, I could see an example of straight away of, of how that might happen. I think there are certain types of shows that would benefit from that kind of communal listening. And uh, for me, I think those would be shows that would elicit some kind of emotional response uh, and mm-hmm. usually a positive one or usually something that's a bit more vociferous so either something that's going to spark debate amongst the group or something that's just going to make people laugh um, because I, I think we are now out of the habit of gathering around the wireless um, and so doing that now will probably feel a little bit awkward so if you've right. got something that's funny or something that's actually going to you know spark people to have a conversation and you know maybe pause it and say i can't believe he said that well, what do you mean that was a perfectly good point you know those kind of things um I, I think that would be quite fun whereas sort of listening to something that's maybe a bit more considered a bit more sort of slow paced and npr stuff i'm not sure that, that would work as well because right. part of it is just i wouldn't know where to look <laughs> Can you think of an example of something that might make for a good gather around the wireless event yeah and it uh, oddly enough it's it's very much in keeping with the kind of um shows that i was talking about from the 70s is it's no longer around but i know there will be shows of a similar nature is things like the thrilling adventure hour which mm-hmm. help because they're performed or they were performed in front of a live audience anyway and so that that you have that feel um but it may be even things like now we have um podcasts like mission to zix yeah. mm-hmm. which are although they're improvised the production quality and everything around around them gives them a bit more slickness and so i think uh, it's something that you could you could pay attention to and and you know i think comedy podcasts are perhaps the best to share um yeah. because everyone can you know can can really communally um enjoy them in a way that they're you know laughter is meant to be done out loud um and, and it's contagious so, yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely Do you think there are any uh non-fiction podcasts that could fit this bill i would think um yeah like political discussion podcasts i think could be interesting nowadays anything political is interesting Oh god, yeah, that's true. Let's get into if, it. Just kidding. <laughs> oh god. Um if if you had a 
enough diverse opinion within your listener group uh, that would make for sparking of conversation or if you yeah. as a collective all hate listens to something or, or whatever, <laughs> um, then you know then then maybe uh then maybe I that's hate listening to something that would be fun I would do that as part of a group. Um, I, 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 That's great. yeah, I quit listening to a show uh, a while back, not because I hated it, but just because I didn't. I stopped really liking it, and I stopped really kind of yeah. ultimately respecting the hosts because I kind of just thought actually they're they're kind of dumb. Uh, it's it's the, the politest way I could I could say they're, they're not bad people. They're just <laughs> kind of a bit dumb, um, <laughs> and I didn't want to have to keep. Either screaming at my uh, my my Amazon Echo, um, or or sending off tweets that are like, <laughs> "Look, you can't say those things," or "You haven't thought about this." Um, and so, yeah, but but getting in a group where you can all correct collectively roll your eyes, uh, I think could be quite fun. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point that you you tangentially brought up is is the Echo. Uh, I wonder if it's possible that with more home assistant devices, cylinders that people are going to start listening to podcasts out loud more and it'll just be it'll just be a thing that's in the house playing like, oh, yeah. like a radio station or, or something like that. I um, Have you heard of Subcast? No. No. So this is a podcast app, I believe is how they um, define themselves. Their whole model is contingent on the fact that voice will basically take over in the next few years. Mm-hmm. And that... Um, you know, you're going to be listening to a podcast in your earbuds, but then you will, you know, get to your car and have to jump into your car. And um, what do you do? You know, you're going to lose the podcast. But now, hey, please pick up where I left off. And it was nice that I said, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pick, up, pick up where I left off, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, your, to your new voice assistant in your car. And then, you know, no problem. You don't lose the listenership. It's so um, check out Subcast. Um, I, I had a conversation with them a few months ago, and they really made me believe that that is going to be how we listen in the future. I think there's um, there's a couple of nice solutions, um, but I think something that, that works across across all devices, I think, is great. And as much as I as I love. Um, overcast and and think marco is great he's never gonna make a uh an alexa um compatible app um because it's just it's just not within you know what he wants to do and also delivering other people's audio is is difficult because he would i think possibly have to have some setup where he pipes audio from other podcasts through to his system and then it goes through to the the cylinder i don't know but um having something that's a bit more cross-platform by default, I think, uh, is is nice. And, and yeah, being able to just pick up where you left off. I mean, even for me, it's just, uh, you know, I work from home and I don't drive, but I might have a podcast that I'm listening to on my phone or my um, or my my laptop or whatever, and then just being able to walk into the kitchen and, and say, hey, Dingus, carry on playing that show um, without having to, to pair via Bluetooth is, uh, is a nice idea. And it brings it back to that, that communal listening, I think, is... Uh, which would be which would be nice. Have either of you gone to just meetups where you're you're meeting with um, podcast hosts or creators or other types of producers, but not necessarily to listen to the podcast? Hell yes. <laughs> um, in LA, we are blessed with a rich array of 
podcast producers and radio yeah. people. Um, yeah. I do hear that the scene in New York is even more fruitful and um, friendly and they get together more often. But mm. what we have in LA is um, a few different meetups. So one of them is called podcast and pizza and um, oh, nice. it's put on by, <laughs> it's put on by um, this man named Ben Adair who runs Western sound. I don't know if you've heard of that production mm-hmm. company, but um, so they pick a different location every few months get together, have pizza. And then the idea behind it is that there's always somebody from somebody who's relatively well-known who will come and do a Q and a, uh, and maybe a little presentation. So last time Jesse Thorne came from bullseye with Jesse Thorne, that was really great. Um, and then he made himself available to answer questions and it was really cool. And mostly what people go to get out of it is a networking experience. So, um, that makes sense. That makes sense. yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, I also went to a pitch panel that KCRW, the one of the local NPR stations did. Um, and that was a, an interesting meetup of audio producers, not necessarily podcasts. A lot of it was for radio programming, but nowadays a lot of the radio programming on the local NPR stations are syndicated as podcasts as well. So um, that was a, another interesting networking experience. And then I am working on putting together a meetup with local podcast producers um, people who have decision-making power in their companies or in their um, in their industries. And what we want to do is we want to talk about the future of the podcast industry because nice. there is so much yet to be discovered and discussed. So I think the idea behind it is let's discover some stuff. Let's make some decisions. Let's Let's define some terms that haven't been defined yet. We always say, you know, actually, that's funny that you say that because there's not really a term for that yet. Yeah. Because this is all just so new. So, I mean, I will, I, I hope a lot more people around the country and around the world have conversations like this because. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I mean, it's a relatively new medium compared to TV and we don't have terms and we need terms. Yeah. Well, actually to that point, after the episode that we did with, uh, Mayan Plout, um, mm-hmm. I created, um, bitrate, bitrate.podient.co slash glossary, which has a oh, whole nice. bunch of, uh, the terms that we <laughs> discussed on that episode. And I've been adding to it since then. So if any listeners are curious about that, they can go, um, so some of them are, are kind of jokey and fun, but some of them are actually kind of serious and are, you know, nice. not, not serious, like doom and gloom, but serious, like, uh, <laughs> legitimate. No, yeah, we need it. We need it. Um, I think, I think your conversation with Maya on Plout about, the future of the word podcast or the non-future of the word right. is so important. And I keep trying to um, explain to people that it will change because it's just so Apple centric. Yeah. Um, Actually, uh, I'll include a link in the show notes um, to a, a Twitter feed that she was just a part of that. She's kind of coming back around to, uh, to, <laughs> accepting that the word's going to stick around. So, uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the biggest I don't ad- want it to. I don't want it to. <laughs> I push for another change. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Give one last plug for uh, the Earbuds Podcast Collective and where people can find it. Oh, sure. Um, Go to earbudspodcastcollective.org to find out more about what we do. We have over a year of 
curated lists of podcasts according to themes. So if you're looking to learn something or if you just really love podcasts and want to discover a few new ones, choose a theme and um, check out the podcasts. Um, you can also sign up there to receive our email and for to get notifications for our storytelling shows. Um, I also... Uh, manage a podcast studio in West LA called Village Workspaces. So if you need a place to record or and or to develop your show, I'd love to talk to you. Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Thanks to Ariel Nissenblatt for being our guest this week. Find links to everything she's up to at bitrate.podiant.co or in your podcast app. Let's all gather around the wireless next week.